Chapter Three of Martin Luther by Carl E. Koppenhauer. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Collision with Rome. The question of indulgences. The Roman Church taught that forgiveness of sins could be secured only through the sacrament of penance. This required contrition of heart, confession to a priest, and satisfaction by good works. Release from the penalty of eternal punishment was guaranteed by the absolution pronounced by the priest. If not enough works of penance were done before death, however, the remainder had to be atoned for in the torments of purgatory for an indefinite period. Gradually a custom developed which permitted one to purchase indulgences to offset purgatorial punishment. It was at this point that Luther's theology conflicted with the church's practice. Grace was God's gift, but indulgences implied that man can earn grace. In 1515 the sale of indulgences was being pressed in the Archbishopric of Mainz, which had been purchased recently by Albert of Brandenburg. Because of the vast revenues the office controlled, it was a profitable investment to become a bishop in those days. Although not old enough to be a bishop, Albert already had procured two other sees before negotiating for the purchase of Mainz. Pope Leo X was willing to overlook these irregularities in exchange for ten thousand ducats which he needed to complete the church of st peter in rome albert borrowed the money from the fuggers banking concern in augsburg then the pope granted him the privilege of selling indulgences so that he could settle his account at the bank and at the same time raise additional sums for st peter's john tetzel a dominican prior who had displayed shrewd aptitude in selling indulgences, conducted the campaign. He didn't enter Luther's parish because Frederick the Wise, elector of Saxony, had an indulgence traffic of his own in the form of a large collection of relics gathered for veneration in the castle church, Wittenberg. However, some of Luther's people crossed the border and bought indulgences from Tetzel. Luther saw the fundamental danger of the traffic when these folks countered his preaching on the repentance of heart and life by showing him indulgences remitting their sins. On October 31st, Luther tacked a placard on the door of the castle church. The sound of his hammer reached to Rome. The Ninety-Five Theses the theses which Luther posted on the church door were not a declaration of revolt. They were, after the custom of the day, an invitation to the theologians of Wittenberg and vicinity to debate on the indulgence situation. So that all participants could be prepared, he posted the ninety-five propositions he intended to defend in the debate. The points for argument did not call for abandonment of indulgences, but merely advocated the elimination of evils in the system. Luther maintained in his theses that repentance should be a lifelong experience, 
and should manifest itself in a continuing effort to overcome sinful desires indulgences he said are simply remissions of penalties which the church has imposed they have no effect on the souls of the departed and they don't remit sin only god can do that luther believed he was being a loyal defender of the roman church by attempting to correct these abuses and correspondence revealed that he thought the pope was unaware of what was going on to his surprise the theses released a great flood of favorable public opinion and were applauded as a courageous and unrelenting attack within two weeks they were distributed in german as well as latin throughout germany there had been a growing dislike of the indulgence system and of the pope's interference in what to the germans were strictly their own national affairs the theses now became a rallying point not only for those who opposed rome's continuous exploitation of german finances but also for those who resented the dominating attitude of a foreign power even though they attacked one of his own pet institutions the elector frederick stood by his daring young monk as the augustinians rallied around luther the dominicans upheld the cause of brother tetzel he was granted a doctor's degree largely to enable him to publish some theses of his own when the tetzel writings came off press and were distributed students at wittenberg collected a large quantity and held a public bonfire luther still a loyal son of the monastic system was greatly displeased by their sophomoric act rome moves to attack luther sent a copy of his theses to albert of brandenburg who forwarded them to rome where pope leo x reportedly brushed the incident off as a row between rival monastic orders later the dominicans charged luther with heresy and formal proceedings were begun on august seventh fifteen eighteen luther received notice to appear in rome for trial within sixty days by no means a coward luther was none the less unwilling to be the victim of a mock trial in the territory of the enemy he asked elector frederick to have the trial transferred to german soil where he might at least have the benefit of impartial judges on second thought the pope decided not to wait sixty days and ordered the elector to arrest luther at once and turn him over to cardinal cogeton for delivery in rome although frederick was not sympathetic to heresy he was determined that the man who had brought so much attention to his university at wittenberg should have fair play he prevailed upon the pope to give cardinal cogeton give luther a personal hearing in augsburg where he would be attending a diet or parliament in a benign manner the cardinal offered to help luther out of all his difficulty if he would simply submit to the pope's authority and retract his errors luther of course refused and tried to defend his positions a fruitless and oft-times heated controversy ensued and at the end of three days cajetan told luther to leave his presence and not return until he was ready to recant 
the cardinal was quite upset by the augsburg incident and wrote elector frederick a letter calling upon him to turn the heretical monk over to the roman authorities frederick's reply indicated his increasing resistance to papal dictatorship he asked for a free trial and a statement of luther's errors in writing the pope's chamberlain karl von miltitz was dispatched to germany in an attempt to rectify cajetan's blundering he correctly estimated that much of the populace was on luther's side and the time for forcibly suppressing him was past resorting to diplomacy he persuaded luther to have his case submitted to a german bishop and to refrain from further attack in the meantime luther agreed but only on the condition that his opponents would remain silent too End of chapter 3